0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fertundo.
1: And I'm Sam Gold.
0: And today we're back with another episode. Looking forward to it. Got some exciting news to bring to you guys. Julian Edelman retired. James Conner finally found a team, which I didn't think was going to happen until after the year. And there's now a new rule with jersey numbers.
1: Yeah, uh, not as much news as the last few weeks, but we still got some stuff for you guys. We're on Zoom once again. Um Chris's brother tested positive for COVID. So hopefully it doesn't keep spreading. Right, Chris.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it's like a little two V two right now in the household.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's make sure it doesn't does get outnumbered here,
0: but yeah, I mean, everyone's doing well for the most part, which is a good thing, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, kind of crazy right now. Yeah. What can you do? But um, yeah, I'm still excited for the show, Chris. Yeah. Not going to let that affect the show. Not at all. All <laughs> right, uh, let's hop right into it. Let's roll the intro music.
1: You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo.
0: OK, we just got some breaking news right now. A few days ago, the Cleveland Browns, we heard, were, talk, were, in, were in talks with Jadavion Clowney. And that's exactly what they just did. They just signed him. Sam yeah. just got the notification right now. And honestly, I don't think it's as big as it's probably going to sound. Because Clowney, he was with the Seahawks, he was all right. And then the Titans, he was he was all right. And then he got hurt. And he just really isn't the same player that he once was when he first came into the league. So I'm not going to treat this as like a crazy signing, but it's still a good, good signing for them. It's just nothing like they didn't get some like superstar. I feel. Yeah. This is
1: as of April 14th at 1236. Um, We literally two minutes ago, just got posted. So Chris, we timed this perfectly. This podcast about um, time.
0: It would have been like, if we finished recording, then the news would have broke, but. I mean, honestly, my initial reaction to this signing is we don't know the, the contract yet or anything like that it
1: says uh, one year oh, up up to 10 million
0: dollars. Uh, yeah, it, it's a one year deal, small contract. And th- that's a great deal because, frankly, he's been hurt and he just hasn't been the same player. So it's more so like not like a rent rental situation. It's more so kind of like a, a, a season long tryout kind of, I would say. To see if he can get back on track or anything, but it's a great addition for that team, it'll, it'll add more depth and just got to see where he is after a disappointing last few seasons. Cloudy's a solid
1: player, I think. Just the, the fa- in- injuries he reminds me one injuries, but he kind of reminds me as a Chiefs fan, uh, as Eric Fisher, because I think he's getting all the bad rep because he's a number one overall pick, even though. I would say if I had to do a redraft, he would be towards late first, early second round. And that's about where I'd pick Eric Fisher as well. So I don't think...
0: Wait, go go ahead. Sorry cut you off. Go go,
1: go ahead. No, I don't think it's a bad signing by the Browns whatsoever. I mean, I have them picking Quiddy Pay, defensive end in the draft. So they definitely needed a guy like that. Good veteran presence. I still think they should pick an edge maybe in the draft. Uh, Yeah, definitely just just in case. Yeah, as another guy to be mentored by Clowney. You Know he is declining slightly, he's, the injuries, like you said, but um, look, he's still a big name. And Jadavian Clowney, one year deal, definitely low risk, high reward. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, the Browns really have, have nothing to lose this in this situation, but it's one of those things, it's like the Browns have nothing to lose. Jadavian Clowney is all, all to lose in this situation, but I mean, I don't think that we should be sitting here hyping this up like it's some mega signing. It's just a a nice addition for the Cleveland Browns team. You hear the name, you know where he was picked in the draft and what a talented player he was coming out of the draft. And he didn't live up to the hype that everyone once gave him, but I I like the move for the Browns. I just don't think it should get the hype that I know it's going to get. Hey,
1: the Browns now have three number one overall picks on their team. They got Baker, they got Garrett, and they got Clowney. So, uh, I, I would be
0: utterly – I mean, even before the signing, I'm going to be utterly shocked that the Browns don't win the North.
1: Oh, man, I don't know. They they have a tough time playing the Ravens, I'm going to be honest. If the Ravens can just stay healthy and get back on – I mean, they were 11-5 and last year and they won a playoff game. They were fine, but they could stay healthy and – really utilize their offense a little bit more this year i don't know i i, I wouldn't be surprised if the browns won but they got to get past the ravens first in my opinion
0: I, I think the browns are the favorite in the division uh i don't know how to feel about the ravens they lost a lot of guys in the offseason and they didn't get any And they you could argue that they somehow got worse with receiver when i think they stayed the same but they didn't add a big name receiver like they were hoping for they lost more guys it, it wasn't a productive offseason for the Ravens or the Steelers, frankly, the Browns are the only ones that had a good offseason in that division. So the Browns got better and the Steelers and Ravens, frankly, they got worse during the offseason.
1: I think your version of worst at receiver means that the Ravens didn't really do anything. Yeah, I they, mean, they,
0: they, they didn't do anything. I mean, they got, paper, they got rid of their wide receiver coach, but they didn't really do anything to upgrade it.
1: I mean, on paper, they technically got slightly better by adding Sammy Watkins. And I do think Mark Andrews coming back completely healthy will help a lot because he was he was kind of on and off last season. So I think it will help.
0: I just don't see how that receiving court really changes all that much. I think it's going to be the same story there, but there's no receiver. But that's why I think they're going to draft a receiver in this draft. And they should. I'd be shocked if they didn't.
1: Yeah, depends on the draft. But um, we just David got to see Clowney. what happens enjoy your new home in Cleveland, and uh, hopefully you could pick up your career from the injuries that you had
0: the last couple of years. That's going to be a fun team to watch.
1: Yeah. And uh, Chris, speaking of the AFC North, one of your favorite teams, your favorite team, I don't know why I said one of your, Steelers released James Conner, and he signed a one-year deal, the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for James. Hopefully he can get his career back on track in Arizona. I mean, the Steelers, they weren't going to re-sign him. He just didn't cut it. And that offensive line, it wasn't the same as once that it once was when we had bell, it got worse. It was getting older players retiring. So it was, I think both parties knew it was time to move on, but I I wish him nothing but the best. He was, he contributed a lot, but the last season, it just, the running game was just awful. It was just an awful running game. I think, I don't think it was a hundred percent him. I'll blame it on the offensive line and the play calling that we had, but him nothing but the best. And now Chase Edmonds, is he going to be the running back number one on week one next next year?
1: Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm not surprised with the signing because uh, Chase Edmonds, he's good, but he's not totally proven yet. And James Conner's a guy, when healthy, when behind a solid offensive line, he's proven to have some pretty good numbers. We've I mean, seen it in
0: Pittsburgh. He he can catch the ball and he can run the ball. And he's had those games and he's exploded for for 100 yards and, and a couple touchdowns. So, I mean, he definitely has it in him to be, to be a good running back is just inconsistency. And yeah, honestly, once again, injuries injuries have absolutely killed in the last two seasons.
1: This is a good move personally for Connor. I think he just needs a fresh start. Um, Definitely.
0: Wish him nothing but the best. It's going to be seasons, fun.
1: After these last two seasons, kind of just been like very under the radar. He's, he's kind of gone out of the spotlight, hasn't done much. So I think finding a new home in Arizona, a place where you're not highly competing with anyone else. You got Edmonds, who's pretty good, who might start in the beginning, but something where you can ease in, you could show off, you know, I think this is, this is good for him.
0: Definitely. Sometimes all you need is just a fresh start. And I think that's what he needs. And Arizona, you know, they have Hopkins, Kyler, they added JJ Watt. It's to see what happens now. It's, that, that's another team that I'm excited to watch this season. Once again.
1: Now this raises the uh, point of uh, last week's episode, when I had the Steelers picking a running back, Travis Etienne, I don't know if they're going to pick him, but a running back in general, Um, Chris, do you think this raises now uh, the possibility of my pick of a running back being correct?
0: No, honestly, I I, I really don't see the Steelers drafting a running back. I think there's other positions that are more important than a running back, and we've seen it multiple times that running back is such a – the variance for running back, you can have a good running back for one or two years, and then they can completely fall off. And I don't – me personally, I don't really think there's a need to draft a running back in the first round. I think mid-second round maybe i just think that there's so many different running backs you don't need this you don't need to waste a first round pick on a running back that's just me i think that there's more important positions you can go for because what do was, you mean the chief
1: the chiefs edwards E'Laire pick was so amazing he did great this year
0: i mean <laughs> listen <laughs> nah, i just, just I, I mean the chiefs I mean, I I like I'm not I don't know I just don't really like running backs in the first round. Uh, it
1: was a bad pick. I was
0: just joking. But I think listen, I know. But I mean, Williams he did opt out, so I think the Chiefs wanted to go with the with the rookie and everything. So I understand it from that standpoint with the whole situation that we're in. But it,
1: it baffled b- me because the Chiefs, the one main thing about Edwards Elyer was his ability. to catch out of the backfield and the chiefs didn't do anything with that and I, I hope they do it this year because i don't know why the hell they would pick him in the first round if they didn't want to utilize them like that
0: yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens now i mean as we know williams is no longer there
1: i don't know it's gonna it's gonna well daryl williams is there i like daryl williams a lot actually so i think he's gonna get a lot more reps too i
0: mean I mean, that's the whole thing nowadays. The NFL with the running backs, it's more—it's turning into more so like a duo kind of backfield. Like you have some guys that would run your short short yards, and then you're gonna have your guys do your longer runs. It's becoming more so a split backfield now. It's no so, no longer like a work. You're gonna have your workhorse running back. When, when you you do have your workhorse running backs occasionally, as we see with like Derrick Henry, Saquon McCaffrey, but you look at the the Washington football team and. they have have that duo backfield. So I feel that the duo backfields are kind of the new thing. I think
1: it's like this now for two separate reasons. I think a lot of people, you know, have looked after coaches like Kyle Shanahan and see that the system like that has worked a lot uh, in the right scheme. And the second part is you see these guys who are getting worked and you're like, well, we need a second guy right here because we're going to literally burn out his career in five years. So even guys actually with McCaffrey, you had Mike Davis. And then with Dalvin Cook, you got Madison with uh, trying to think. A perfect guys, example Scott, is this. It's Zeke, the, you have Tony Collard.
0: Cleveland, you, you look at Cleveland. They have two running back number. Well, that can be a running back one on any team in the NFL. And you, and you have them right on your roster, which, which is insane to think about with that running back talent right there. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, and they're not really overworking any one of them. They're both getting, I'd say pretty much to the close amount of workload. I think that Hunt last year, I think he got more work out of the in the passing game than Chubb did. But there would be games when Hunt and Chubb would split the carries evenly, but and they split the passes evenly. I mean, it was just a great system all around. And it's like, how do you how do you defend that? Especially when they're both in there. You have to worry about Jarvis. There was no Odell, which helped them, but then you have to worry about two stud running backs. It's like Chris, it's you're crazy. hyping up
1: the Browns. You're, you're only giving a case for the Steelers to uh, do worse here.
0: Uh, I mean, I, still, I think the Steelers are still going to have a really good year, but I, the Browns are just – I think it's pretty evident that they're the best team in that division. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know.
1: Uh, it's I, the Browns. It's the Browns. Right when you expect them to do really well this season this? I know, it's, I know. Something's going to happen.
0: This is the big, biggest Brown spot. They won a playoff game. And they had they have such a promising future ahead. And if they if they missed the a playoff somehow, the only way I would be I could see that is if they have a 49ers type of season with a bunch of injuries. But let's theoretically, in a perfect world, every every player is healthy on every team. There's no way the Browns missed the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I have a really eerie feeling about the
0: Browns. I, I'm just bothered. It, it just comes to the fact that freaking Odell's gonna be back. And I mean I just, I want them to trade that guy so bad.
1: Yeah, I could see him being traded like mid-season to the Patriots or something.
0: I mean, trade him for like a first-round draft. Excuse me. Oh, man. Trade him for like a first-round draft pick or something like that. Just get some more draft capital.
1: Oh, come on, Chris. That that was, that was such an easy uh, segue here uh, for Patriots wide receiver talk. <laughs> I was setting you up right there. I was like, Odell Beckham oh, what team needs a wide receiver now that a uh, big piece of news that we're about to announce uh, right here and uh, talk
0: about uh, broke out. So, yeah, I mean, going on to the Patriots, I guess. <laughs> there that, we go. That that segue that I completely effed up. Uh, Julian Edelman <laughs> retired, which honestly it came as a shock. We found that, that he was getting released by the Patriots, and then shortly after he announced his retirement. So I Yeah, mean, a
1: lot of people were uh, speculating Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, the second. The second any Patriots player leaves now, it's, it's going to be Tampa Bay, as long as Tom Brady's there. But um, yep. we, we were talking about a little bit. We were like, all right, it's ra- if, if he does end up going to a team, it's probably going to be that or, like, Brown – or what did we say, the Titans or something?
0: Yeah, we said, uh, like, the Titans yes yeah, Titans need a receiver. But I, I thought Tampa Bay oh, – I, I could have saw that completely, being that we don't expect Antonio Brown to be back there.
1: Yeah, but then – we really just thought about it for a minute and we're like, oh, wait, he's definitely retiring. And he did. So, 12 seasons, right? He's, he started in 2009. He's won. Yeah, the Super I mean, Bowl.
0: his story is incredible. He was a quarterback out of Kent State, drafted in the seventh round, wasn't even invited to the combine and drafted by the Patriots and won three Super Bowls, a Super Bowl MVP. And he was Tom Brady's safety blanket.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> raises the question, you know. Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. I think he's a Patriots Hall of Famer, and I think if there was a Hall of Fame Fame for playoff players, he would be in the Hall of Fame.
0: I completely agree with that. I know that you're going to have people that are going to try and say he's a Hall of Famer, but simply the stats don't really back it up if you look at it. like You look at guys, and my biggest thing is if Heinz Ward isn't in the Hall of Fame, how could Julian Edelman be in the Hall of Fame? And Heinz Ward was miles better than Julian Edelman. You look at the stats, and they frankly they just don't compare. So I just don't see what Julian Edelman makes to the Hall of Fame. He's a Patriots great, and he's gonna get his jersey retired in Foxborough. But he just he just wasn't good enough to make the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, Chris! Oh no!
0: What?
1: Oh wait, now it's working. Oh wait, can we wait, pause it for a second.
0: Fine. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to get his jersey retired as a Patriot. There's no doubt about that, but hall of fame. Now th- there's so many players that are more deserving of it, of getting in the hall of fame than he was no disrespect for him. It was an incredible career. Just not the, he just, what wasn't, just doesn't have the stats to back it up. And I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he was even selected to one pro bowl. Uh, I'm not
1: sure about that.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe he was a replacement for one, but I don't. I don't think that he was selected. The, I'm not 100 percent sure. I could be wrong can, on that.
1: I can maybe see that, but um, uh, yeah, I don't think he has. You're right. You're right. But um, yeah, I, I know, the I know
0: that there's going to be some salty Patriot fans that are going to be like, "No, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame." This and that. You just compare. You just look at the numbers, and so many guys well, aren't even in the Hall of Fame and have much better numbers than him
1: he's not the main reason why they were in the playoffs. He's solid. He's a great, he's, you know, he's a good route runner. He's, uh, he's got good hands and it's a good slot option. Doesn't go crazy every season. He gets a few touchdowns, gets about 800 yards, you know, solid slot receiver numbers. But um, in terms of overall, yeah, the playoffs, he's been clutch a lot of moments, but he's also had a lot of chances to be clutch in the playoffs because they go so much. So it's not like he's this amazing player who brought them to the playoffs and he's one of the main reasons why they're there in the first place. And then he just also performs really well. I don't know for me, like he's solid. He should go into the solid hall of fame, you know, the borderline, you know, the guys that are right before the hall of fame, you know, where the Matt Ryans will go, (laughs) but I don't know for me, Patriots fans, you guys can retire his number. Like you said, you guys could hold him very dearly to the franchise for the rest of your lives. But, um, Sorry to break it to you. I know I know a lot of Super Bowl memories came with him. You got the catch. You got a Super Bowl MVP. Listen, he's,
0: a, he's, a, a, he's, he's a Patriots Hall of Famer. He's not an NFL Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know. Nowadays, you never know because there's so many debates online and people can get in other people's heads. And the more media exposure and coverage gets of people saying that he's in the Hall of Fame, you never know. 25 years down the line, if he'll just be nominated at this point.
0: Who knows? At this point, who knows, but you got to think that there's going to be plenty of guys who aren't already in the Hall of Fame that are going to get voted in, and then you look 20 years down the line, how many more talented guys there are in the league today, like Julio Julio Jones, Hopkins, that are going to get in before him when they retire.
1: Yeah, you really got to think uh, in the whole grand scheme of things because if Eli Manning is still in the discussion like it's up for grabs, then Julian Edelman shouldn't even be there because if you place Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame – and you put him next to some of these guys that are already there, like Jerry Rice, all all those guys. Are you really going to look at them side by side and be like, "Yeah, they're on the same level"? No, you can't. You can't do that. I don't and care I, how many clutch moments he's had in his career for the for the franchise. You,
0: no, I I know it sounds like we're completely shitting on Julian yeah. Edelman, but but we're not. We're not. We're we're just looking at it from the from a realistic standpoint.
1: No, we're not we're not shitting on him at all. I mean he's no. I, we're not we're not arguing that he's not a good player at all. He's a good player, he's very solid. He's one, well, of, one of the best one, one of the, the best, best stories of all time. Yeah, and he's one of the best slot receivers of all time. Um I would still put uh eh, I don't know, between him and Wes Welker, I'm not sure, but uh
0: I, I think what I mean I, I think Wes Welker was better.
1: Yeah, it depends. I think you know, Julian Edelman had better, some better moments, but as, yeah, stats wise as, as an actual slot receiver during the regular season, I would probably put Wes Walker as well, but you know, Julian Edelman, it's tough Patriots fans, please don't be butthurt if he doesn't make it into the hall of fame. It, it shouldn't even really matter that much to you guys. He won you a few super bowls or he's a part of winning a few super bowls with you guys. And he had that amazing catch. He had some clutch touchdowns against the Seahawks. You know, he had some, he had some plays. So just be happy. He had a great career and uh, yeah, it, it's been good. Julian Edelman.
0: It's been a fun ride. I wish, I wish he didn't have to go out on injuries like his last season did, but just had the cookie crumbles. I think I, this is my second time saying that today.
1: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that just raises a lot of questions about the patriots my justin fields pick is looking even dumber and a wide receiver pick pick, oh yeah yeah. i said they don't like to pick wide receivers early
0: i totally forgot about that i mean yeah now i think that now them now more than ever this shows the patriots are gonna draft a receiver in the draft i mean who knows which way they're gonna go but i'd be shocked they didn't take a receiver
1: yeah it all just depends what round now because bill belichick knows he's not very good at drafting them so who knows? Hey, maybe they'll find another seventh round guy again and then he'll play for another 12 years and have Super Bowl <laughs> moments.
0: Never but know. Pa- you know, the Patriots have a uh, you know a couple a decent amount of luck out of the later rounds.
1: Yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Bill Belichick was like defense, 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 defense. Oh, random five eleven white guy slot receiver, <laughs> defense, defense, defense. I mean, listen, Even the after.
0: Patriots they drafted this guy. what's his name? Tom Tom Brady? In the sixth round, and, and he turned yeah, out to be, Chris, he, I don't know, he, he turned out to be all right. I have no idea that is so. Yeah, the Patriots they do have pretty good luck in those later rounds, and you know, in every draft, there's always one or two guys that come from the fifth, sixth, or seventh round that turns out to be a pretty good NFL player.
1: Yeah, so Edelman, have fun, probably getting your number retired, and um, that's it. We'll move on, Chris, to our uh, final piece of news.
0: Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is like we're going to segue to right now, but real quick the buccaneer signed giovanni bernard i don't really know how
1: oh yeah i forgot about
0: that how, how big that is it's kind of more so a depth move in a way something was telling me that maybe the bucks would take a take a running back in the draft i don't know why i i just wait
1: wait 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 what
0: no i i, I don't think i i said i don't said i don't know why but i felt that oh
1: i thought you thought that before giovanni got signed or after no no, no.
0: Before for, for a weird oh, feeling, God, I'm like, God, may God. I'm like, maybe they'll take a running back. I don't know why. Kind of just as like a depth move and try and move one of their guys. I don't I don't know. I thought you meant after. <laughs> no, no, no. But he'll he be the he'll be the RB3. You're gonna have Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and Giovanni Bernard. And I think this is that, that's such a weird running back trio.
1: It's the most inconsistent running back trio I've ever seen. They're it's all like, so inconsistent.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: you got, you got, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be Ronald Jones first and second down back. It's going to be Leonard Fournette on the goal line or in like third and short situations. It's going to be Giovanni Gennard out of the backfield.
0: Weekly seven and 11 Fournette's going to break out some like 65 yard touchdown run. Yeah. It's going to be like Ronald Jones,
1: another like 90 yard
0: one. And then you're going to have like Leonard Fournette. Not Leonard for now. You have Ronald Jones that's going to have like a 150 yard rushing game randomly out of out of nowhere. Or not, not rushing, but like a total yard game out of nowhere with like three touchdowns. To <laughs> Chris, you know I
1: met Giovanni Bernard. When that, was that when not you were the last at the, com- last year. At the combine
0: cool experience? That was, it was
1: in Miami. I had to. I had to make a video for my dad.
0: Oh my gosh! Did 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 you talk to him at all?
1: Barely, but
0: yeah. What did no, you say? We're boys. we're boys. What did you say to him?
1: I'm just like my dad's a huge fan. Can you just like say hi to him in this video? <laughs> this
0: is funny. I gotta see that video. Yeah,
1: I'll send it to you. We'll put it on uh put on the Instagram, maybe.
0: That's actually great.
1: <laughs> does, does yeah, you Gio... know, we'll do that. We'll we'll put it on the Instagram. Does Gio still have the
0: mustache?
1: Uh no.
0: Oh man, that that was classic.
1: He had a mustache?
0: Yeah, he had a he had a mustache going on.
1: You know, and AFC North stuff, you know, I wasn't keeping updated on that kind of stuff. You know, you know better than me.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, let's segue on to our next topic, the last topic for the show, Sam.
1: All right. Uh, so this actually broke like a week or two ago. We forgot to cover it because we were focusing on the draft, but um, we got some weird, weird news, not quite sure, mixed emotions about this, but um, so there was a new rule implemented. Uh, this offseason a few weeks ago, and the Chiefs actually requested it. It it came from the Chiefs, Andy Reid, and it was the number rule, like the jersey number rule, and they wanted to change it. So I'm going to read to you what the new jersey number rule is for NFL players. Hold on. I'm picking it up right now on my phone. Here we go. Okay. So the rule I'm reading to you right now with the new rule is, if you haven't heard this. The rule change proposed by the Chiefs would allow running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers to wear any number from 1 to 49, as well as 80 to 89. And then defensive backs and linebackers can also wear numbers 1 to 49, and then every other position is still the same. So, Chris, um, that's weird.
0: I mean, I love it. Honestly, I don't really see why. There should really be a limit on what position can wear what number, to be honest with you. I think it should just be any anyone can wear any number. I think it would be pretty funny to see like, uh, like your center wearing like number one or something like that. I think, I think that would be pretty funny. Uh,
1: for someone who has OCD with that kind of stuff, and I, I don't like change too much, so this is actually going to bother me a lot. I don't like the rule at all. I think this is actually the opposite of the 17-game thing where the fans love it. Most of the fans love it. And the players don't like it. And I think this is the opposite where most fans probably or not d- won't like it, but they're gonna have a hard time getting used to it. And then the players love it. I don't know. I don't really like this. I don't want to Clyde Everett C to go out there and wear a number 83 or something. And it just throws me off. And then you got to buy new jerseys and people get new numbers. And then like, wait, hold on. What if I just bought a Tyron Matthew jersey? And he was number 32, and now he's thinking about changing his number. I don't, I don't I
0: don't think current players are gonna switch, but I I just really want to see Gronk. I just want to see the NFL out of Gronk to wear a number 69 jersey. Nope. Just for what Cur- just for once, current just players just for are once.
1: some are gonna switch. I Tyron Matthew literally announced he's, he's gonna change the number.
0: Wasn't it like number wasn't it like four or something like that?
1: Five, I think. Five, uh, So so well, I mean,
0: that's that for anyone who buys jersey. I'm kind of on like the side that I lean on with this is like. I don't. I'm not against it. I I think I, I'm on the side. Like I'm kind of like neutral. Like I really I really don't care too much. It's gonna take some getting used to seeing players and new numbers, but but it's like I really don't care.
1: I don't know. I like the rule. I, I like that it was different from college where it was very official. I knew what players I was looking at. I can if I didn't know the names, I could at least identify their positions very easily. I, this is going to throw me off. It's going to throw me off at first. I don't like it. It's going to make me distracted from the actual game at first. I will uh, admit I it
0: know. will it will take a little bit depending on what players, which numbers, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think the players are going to enjoy this a little. I think they're going to enjoy it a little too much, but that's never a bad thing. But this is the thing. Like, if, if you're
1: playing fantasy football, you're, you're probably like, whoa, who was that? That was a nice catch for a touchdown. That was who's number two. You're like, oh, wait, that's just. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I guess I got a fancy touchdown. I don't. I, I don't want to have to think that hard when I'm trying to watch and enjoy football. Like, I think I don't after it's a, a few weeks, to it, have.
0: It, it'll get. I don't know. Get. I
1: like. I like. I like to have my old football. You
0: know? After a few weeks, is gonna. We're gonna pretty much figure everyone out. I feel. I feel that. I hope. It, it, it's like anything. When there's like a little bit of change, it takes a little bit for you to remember. But we're well, gonna. We're gonna study it enough that come week one week two week three it's not going to be that weird
1: honestly once jersey numbers are announced like any players that change it i'm just going to study the ones that i care about then get used to it because honestly i don't think a ton of people are going to just change you are going to make maybe, some like,
0: flashcards and be like dozen number five make yeah. some flash <laughs> make some flash i think cards. a few
1: dozen players are going to change the numbers so it, it yeah i might be overreacting a little bit but when something happens like a drastic change like this you know, I like the 17 game thing. I, I don't feel like it's that drastic as a viewer, but uh, for this, I wish that like, would. Uh, I mean,
0: with the 17 game thing, I wish they added the uh, an extra, extra bye week.
1: I, I'm sure, Chris. I'm sure after this season, if players are complaining, they will. I'm sure they will.
0: They better. I, I, yeah. I, 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 believe it's gonna cause an a, an uptick in injuries.
1: Yeah, uh, they have to. That's what that.
0: That's my gut feeling. I mean,
1: especially. Especially the fact that there's only one bye week in, uh for playoff teams now, so it's just so much less extra rest going into the playoffs too. It, it's not good. Yep. But yeah, Chris. Um, I don't know. I think that's it for our news. And uh, I think that's everything. Yeah. I mean,
0: but- thank God the uh, clowny news broke because that had a little extra spice. But yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a nice episode just recapping everything and. Yeah, I think that's about it. Next week, we're going to have our final mock draft right before the NFL draft. And that one's going to include some trades we believe is going to happen. As you guys are heard in the first one, we didn't do any trades. just because if one to the ease into it. Yeah, one of the ease into it the next one would be, I guess, the more official one with trades, people trading up, people trading back.
1: Yeah, try to go realistic with it. You know, I'm not just going to have the Chiefs trading up uh, to the first overall pick and trading away all their others. Like, it's got to be very realistic
0: yeah so so next week we'll have one that has some transactions involved in it and if there if we do have any transactions hopefully we have some i mean, i already have some in my head that i think that might happen yeah um explain our thought process with that and what they might have to give up to to get to get that pick
1: yeah it should be fun it should be interesting i'm excited
0: um, i'm really looking forward to it i'm looking forward to that nfl draft and just a few weeks it's going to be fun seeing where a lot of these guys their, their new homes are in their next chapter of their football career is
1: yeah two weeks from tomorrow from the from when we're uh, 15 days from when we're recording this right now
0: this is one of the most into draft I, mean, I feel like i see this every year but this year is like a different feeling to it. i feel like I'm, pre- I'm pretty amped up about this draft as a chiefs
1: fan i'm very very nervous for this draft last year i was sitting back relaxing we just won a super bowl our roster. We did great offseason moves. You know, I was like, eh,
0: whoever we pick,
1: just gonna add to this great roster even more. But now I'm like, I'm sweating a little bit. I'm like, we have some holes we need to fill, or we're not gonna get back to the Super Bowl. So I, I'm very, very nervous.
0: I feel like with with the Steelers, it was a little bit different last year because we didn't have the first round draft pick. So I was kind of just like, you know what, I'm just here to just enjoy a nice relaxing night. To see what the first round draft pick and there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways that it could go. Now, I mean. They're gonna take offensive lineman, running back, defense. Like, who, not hey, exactly Chris, sure. Chris,
1: that's what that's what we have next week for. You know, <laughs> it's all gonna fall into place, and we're gonna get every single pick right. I just know it.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be exciting. I'm looking forward. I think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Excitement? Nah, not excitement, but a lot of surprises. Intense, su- surprises. That, that's that's what I'm looking for. A lot of surprises yeah. that are gonna come out of the draft. A lot of guys are gonna to go too early. I feel some guys are gonna fall a little bit as we typically see on, on draft day. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. And you guys uh, maybe I'll post on Instagram, my annual uh, Kenneth reaction to the Bengals pick that I always film him doing
0: that. That has to be a tradition.
1: Yeah. a tradition.
0: Can we get a little montage of it? I
1: do. I, I yeah, I should do. That. I should edit uh, his last, I think this will be his fifth or sixth time I'm filming his reaction. So uh, it should be fun. <laughs> And the last time I, I filmed this reaction, the first time I ever did it was uh John Ross, and I think he was upset, it was really funny. And then I've done it ever since. This will be the fifth year, yeah.
0: Oh uh, man, I, I love you, you. I love when you see me with those videos. Like, I remember the uh, the Joe Burrow one last year, I think was the only positive one that he felt good about,
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's actually crazy. The first one I ever filmed was John Ross, which means that I have captured, I mean, not of myself, but at the moment I've captured. A meme moment uh right before Patrick Mahomes is drafted. One of the last final moments before I knew Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback. That's actually kind of weird. That <laughs> was the pick right before Mahomes. Time flies. That's actually crazy to think about. But yeah. That's it. Man,
0: that's crazy. But yeah, I, I had fun today. I'm really I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So um yeah, but that's it, guys. And now looking look in the future, that draft recap is gonna be pretty crazy.
1: Oh yeah, we'll definitely uh We'll know our flubs. Well, we'll it, be laughing on draft night, being like, well, "Why the hell?" Did we you know, what? I'm going to say
0: the over/under for us getting our picks right. I'm I'm going to say five. I'm going I'm going to set it at five and a half. And you know what? Ah, four and a half, Four and a half. I'm going I'm going to set it at four and a half. If it's yeah. four and a half, I'm going to go over because I think that I I think I think I'm going to get five. I think I'm going to get the first three picks right, and then like two random ones out of nowhere.
1: I think first two are guaranteed. I think pretty much nothing else is
0: no, 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 no.
1: Falcons probably all right Yeah. five and a half five and a half, yeah.
0: five and a half. I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go under that I think we got five I honestly think the first two picks are guarantees I say we I think we land one of the receivers that we have
1: yeah with well, receivers is tough because uh I mean they're all going earlier this year so it might be easier but um some of them usually just switch around
0: who knows never yeah. know only, only time will us. tell. I got, got to wait and we'll see. We'll get to it next week. We'll get to it next get week. week. All righty. And I guess that's it. We're going to get out of here, I guess. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys for listening. Um, You can follow us at In the Huddle Pod on Instagram. Listen to us on any uh, podcast podcast platform. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for our draft.
0: All right, guys. Take it easy. See ya.